Today's podcast is sponsored by our amazing friends over at Adorama. Adorama is one of the best electronic retailers specializing in photo and video equipment. They also have a rad blog and video series highlighting content creators called Through the Lens, which you can find on their YouTube channel. We've partnered with Adorama to offer free education through the AOV Academy. So head over to aovacademy.com for free online courses in photo and video. What's up, everyone? It's Prince here with Art of Visuals, and welcome to another episode of the Art of Visuals podcast. Today, I have my little bro on the podcast, the big homie, Forrest Smith. He's a travel and commercial photographer based out of New York City. His passion lies in uh, telling stories and connecting people. Through photography, he's found a way to share experiences in hopes of inspiring others to live a considerate and fulfilling life. Forrest, so stoked to have you on the show, brother. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Dude, it's really dope. I got to connect. So Forrest and I got to connect finally. Uh, I almost said this year, but we're in 2019 now. <laughs> <laughs> we got to connect last year in 2018. Uh, had an epic trip to New Zealand with UAG and some other great guys, Short Stash, Emmett, Brayden, yeah. Ben, and uh, got to adventure through New Zealand for seven days and that was a good time. Four showed up a little late. I showed up a little late. Yep. <laughs> First week in New York. <laughs> yeah. Uh, long story short, he, it was funny. He missed his, we all had flights obviously out together and, and Forrest missed his flight. And so he ended up showing up like a day and a half later, but uh, luckily it all, it all worked out actually quite smooth if we're missing an international flight. <laughs> yeah, I know. No lie. I got lucky. <laughs> Cool, bro. So why don't you start us off and let the AOV community know a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, for sure. So I'm originally from um, Colorado, a super small town. Um, after I graduated high school, I moved to Oregon to go to college. And while I was going to college, I really found like my love for photography. And uh, being in the Northwest, it was a really awesome place for me to explore just kind of like creatively what I wanted to do with photography. And so I actually graduated this last year in May. And since then, I've been like freelancing full time and moved out to New York and just, yeah, I've been working, exploring, uh, exploring my passion. So it's not bad. I love it. That makes me so happy, bro. Cause like a lot of people don't get to that point until way later in life and you're so young and, uh, I'm glad that you're just taking the time to, to figure it all out and figure out mm -hmm. what you want to be, how you want to go about doing it and just finding, finding your own space, you know, finding your own place within the space, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's like the, the best part at this point is, uh, I don't feel too rushed. So I'm trying to be, um, considerate about how I'm approaching things. Right. Mm -hmm. So let's start with, you know, how you, how you got into photography. Yeah. So um, I feel like I talked to a lot of photographers and they have similar stories. <laughs> um, basically when I was like 17, I'd started school and I was like mad depressed and I didn't really have a lot of passion in my life at that point. Um, I had a lot of stuff going on mentally and I was already like a creatively oriented individual, but I had a, like I had a camera and I started going outside a lot just to take pictures and get away. And I kind of like outlined my dream life at this point. I decided like I needed four things if I was going to be super happy. I need to be outside, travel, be creative. And shit, what's the next one? I completely forget. Well, but <laughs> Be able to live off of it? <laughs> yeah, be able to live off of it. <laughs> but basically, I outlined like my dream job and like photography fit the build. And I saw a lot of people, um, you know, like being able to sustain their, their lifestyle off of uh, photography and so I decided, like, basically the summer between my sophomore and junior year in college that I wasn't going to get an internship. I wasn't going to get a job. I was just going to freelance photography. And at this point, I had, like, no skill set, like, no skill set, no business smarts, whatever. And uh, I just kind of sent it, and it ended up, you know, turning into an actual job, an actual way of me, like, sustaining a lifestyle that I really could appreciate and, like, enjoy. So, Absolutely, bro. Rad. So... You decided instead of going to get a job and do these other things, like, hey, I want to, you, you knew what was important to you, which is super uh, interesting that you're even able to logically come to that conclusion at that age to just say, this is what's important to me. And 
I'm going to make a conscious decision today to build some type of life and career out of things that revolve around these four things. And that's really cool. Um, and so how did your journey start? Did you just start, I mean, you lived in the Pacific Northwest and so did you just hop in a car and start road tripping around and yeah, yeah. Originally. So like when I was going to school, I was in the Northwest and I was like taking pictures of friends and whatnot, but, uh, where I really was able to explore kind of like my creative passion was in Colorado. So I'm from a super small town in the middle of nowhere. It's a ski town and you can climb mountains from town. It's like literally that small. So basically for a whole summer, I just shot sunrise and sunset like every single day. Like no joke. I was out like four or five times a week shooting sunrise and sunset. And I just edit all day, sit in a coffee shop and then get up, like get out and shoot again. So that's how I like, picked up the technical skill like skill set and through that I was like able to tell my story which I think is the most important part because I was like super young and like super passionate so things just kind of like fell into place just by doing what I was doing already you know right so so it sounds like that summer was the summer where you just basically honed your your skill set you just fully immerse yourself into photography because yeah that's the only way to do it is that this would you get was that the advice you would give to young photographers looking to get into it would just to like get out and shoot like a madman and, until you start getting good um <laughs> maybe i would say like i think when i was like just starting out i used to take pictures of everything right like uh-huh. half of the photography is like kind of training your eye to pick up on the things that matter and that takes a while to do so when I was starting out, I didn't know what I was looking for. I was just photographing everything. But these days when I go out, you know, I like to enjoy the process more. Uh, before I take like 300 pictures when I was going out somewhere. And now I maybe take 50 um, when I go and like catch a sunrise or whatever, sunset. And um, I think like any advice I would give to someone is just like go out and do what you're passionate about to begin with and bring a camera along, you know, because the moments happen and they're there. All you have to do is like have something there to capture them with. Right. I love that. It's a tool. So do your thing. And whenever the tools necessary, pull it out, utilize it and put it back. Mm. Um, Cool. So with that said, uh, what is your creative process? It sounds like you have some type of creative process that you kind of have going on when you're out shooting nowadays. What does that creative process look like? I think that's interesting because I'm like shooting in so many different positions these days. Yeah. Let's start. Hold on. Let's start. Okay. So quick backstory before we even get into that. Let's just talk about where you started, where you kind of made a name for yourself and like where you're at today and where you're going. So historically speaking, you've always been considered what type of photographer? I've been like, I'd say like adventure, travel, definitely like more Pacific Northwest photographer. Um, Yeah. And I guess now I've just been like reorienting, reorienting myself in a space um that being like new york and trying out a whole lot of new things creatively gotcha and what types of what like what types of i guess give us some examples of what you're shooting nowadays yeah yeah so um now that i'm in new york i've been doing a lot of studio work um shooting with like models and i wouldn't call it i don't know if i'd call it fashion because fashion is so like specific i usually don't shoot with like a stylist or makeup artist even though that's something i want to do Recently, I've been shooting a little bit of music as well. I shot um, BB Rexa. I don't know if you do you know who she is. Mm-mm. She was on that like Jeezy song, "Me Myself and I." Oh um, yeah, 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 yeah. So I ended up shooting her for like an iHeartRadio thing, and yeah, one of my favorite musicians, Soul. I got to shoot him in the studio. So yeah, I guess it's like it's more cultural stuff. You know, it's not just like outdoor travel. It's like people and. uh yeah people music stuff like that gotcha okay cool i'm excited to to dig into some of that later uh to talk some more about that transition and and, and what that looks like but back to your creative process now so uh let's just stick with i guess landscape you know a large minority group of the people listening to this podcast are out doing the adventure landscape thing still so what would yeah. your creative process look like so we were in new zealand recently and so yeah, yeah. like you know what I mean? And, and, and we all kind of would do our different things and go our different ways. Uh, and so what was your creative process like when we got to a new spot? I think more than anything, when I'm outdoors, like catching, it, it sounds so cheesy to say, but like, I need to catch a vibe. Like, I really need to feel it, you know? 
And so, like, being around friends and, like, being very comfortable with the, the people you're around is super important for me. So, like, once I get outdoors, you know, I like to, like, be around people that I'm, I'm comfortable with. And then, like, I'm always scoping out the location just for, like, compositions and whatnot. But, like I said, it's it's really, like, you have to train your eye to see certain things. That's, like, what photography is. Like, all of these moments exist. You just have to be there to capture them, right? Mm-hmm. So, um yeah, I guess I'm just like trying to let things happen authentically and then be there at the right time with my camera, you know? So I always have it out, but like, I'm just looking for the moment. Right. And so what are some practical ways, I guess, to build that eye? Like for people that don't have a trained eye, what can they do? I mean, is it just as simple as like, Hey, when you're walking around, start being more present and just looking up, look down, look to the left, look Look everywhere. Just be, keep your head on a swivel and just observe the world around you yeah totally i think that like looking for new perspectives is new perspectives is like really important also when i was starting out you know i'd like look at a photograph and try to think about like how they created that picture you know like whether they framed the foreground whether they were like lower to the ground or like there was a vantage point that was higher up how they composed it like is there a leading line down the middle is it broken into thirds um so all these things are like super practical ways of like you know, getting better at composing things. You look at it like a really good photographer and they usually have like similar compositions through like most of their work, you know, people that inspire me. I'm like, it's always broken in thirds or it's like split horizontally, whatever it be. Right. Yeah. And those are just things to like look for in every day. So it's almost sounds like even just going back to basic art fundamentals of understanding composition, understanding the different types of perspective, one point, two point, three point perspective, understanding yeah. rule of thirds and understanding those types of things. And then going out into the real world and, and using your eye to look for those things, to find, you know, take mental images and how would you frame this? Where would you frame the person? Where would you put yeah. in? Totally. It's like a type of thinking, you know, it's like an artist. It really is. And consciously you have to think about it when you're first starting but eventually you get used to it and it becomes second nature and subconsciously you just do it yeah yeah well i mean straight up like photography is just like visual communication so like you're just looking for ways to say certain things right like if you're if you're trying to tell your story with your photographs like you're gonna look for certain moments that like encapsulate you know the vibe that you're you're looking for it's like all symbolic so yeah, I'm definitely like looking for moments and then looking for the compositions that will like bring out those uh, those emotions or you know those feelings. Right. No, I love that. So as a, as a photographer, what do you think like the pros? I mean, you have a big social media following. I mean, you got three hundred something k, right? Mm-hmm. And so, what do you? I guess yeah. How has let's talk Instagram for a little bit. How has Instagram affected your life? You know. Yeah. Period. Yeah. It's been a really interesting journey. Straight up, like Instagram happened on accident. I didn't really know what I was doing with the platform. And then all of a sudden it just started like popping off. And I think that it's been really good for me because it's, it's you know, it's shown people my work, it's shown people my story, which is awesome. And it's given me a platform to talk about things that I'm like super passionate about and also inspire people. There's a lot of power in like having an audience. But at the same time, just because of how the platform works, it also kind of puts you in a creative box at uh, some point, you know, especially like being someone who's so young, like, I don't necessarily know what my creative voice is 100%. You know, there's a lot of stuff I want to explore still. So that's like what I've struggled with um, Instagram particularly is like not being able to experiment and like have an audience be receptive to that. But at the same time, I have an audience that is receptive. So that's awesome. You know, I'm not complaining. Right. So it sounds like it's, for the most part, it's been a blessing, but at the same time, it, it makes it, I think we all feel the same way to where it's hard to, to freely express yourself because people fall in love and it happens to musicians. You see it all the time. People fall in love with the way yeah. you do something. So they fall in love with your PNW style. They fall in love with the type of look or they fall in love with the type of music you produce. But you're like, guys, I'm young and I'm just having fun and trying to figure it out. And I actually want to experiment and create from my soul and be able to channel this energy. But oftentimes these communities aren't necessarily that receptive because they've already fallen in love and they expect a certain type of end result. And that can kind of make it difficult, I guess, to broadcast everything you do. Yeah, 100%. It's like, I mean, when you break it down, it's like you're building a brand for yourself. 
you know, people want to recognize your photographs when they see them on the internet. And also like a lot of the times people are just swiping through, you know, how long is someone actually spending on your image? It's like two or three seconds and you swipe to the next one. So at the end of the day, it's like, I don't put too much. I don't know. I don't, I don't put all my eggs in one basket, right? Like I love the fact that I have so many people that are receptive to my work on the internet, but like, I'm not only going to make stuff that I think will blow up on the internet and I'm not only going to, you know, make things to appease like a community that's gathered around my work. So I still experiment a lot. You might just not see it on the page. You know, that's how I do it. I love that. Is there, is there anywhere fans of your work that would love to actually kind of see what you've been up to and what you're working on? Is there another place where we could kind of see some of the, the other work? Yeah, totally. I have a, um, like a more personal Instagram. It's just for Smith with two H's on Smith. That's where I kind of put like my newer work. And then I also have a website. It's called fieldjournal.com. And that's just like where I put kind of fashion oriented stuff or like people and whatnot. So yeah, those are kind of like my journals, right? Like that's like where I sketch things out, try things, see what I like, what I don't like. And then the like lost in the forest account, that's kind of, you know, I have so many people on there already, which is like super dope. So I'm still passionate about the outdoor work. It's just like, I need somewhere to be creative and be myself, you know, before I like project something to a lot of people. Right. No, absolutely. I love that. And and like most creators, yourself included, we, we have lots of things that we're into. And so, like you said, you still love nature. You're like, nothing's changed with that, but dude, there's just a lot of, a lot of things that I'm really interested in and I want to conquer all of them and not just be the one type you know, the one trick pony. Yeah. 100%. That's a, yeah, that's a really good way to put it. What's uh? So you've, you've done tons of shoots. What's, yeah. what's one of the craziest things that's ever happened on one of your shoots? Oh shit. Like crazy good or crazy bad. Crazy bad's <laughs> more interesting. <laughs> crazy bad is, um, <laughs> damn. I don't know. I'm just like, I guess like the worst thing for me as a photographer is like when I get to a shoot and I'm super excited about it and like I don't vibe with the subjects, you know, or like there's something wrong with the energy that always kind of throws me off because like my creative process is very much around like the energy that you have with like the person you're shooting. Like I love shooting my friends, right? I started shooting my friend Shannon when I was like first getting into photography and like my favorite images are still of Shannon when we were like 17, 18, just running around the mountains because it's like so authentic. But yeah, I don't know. I guess like that if the energy's bad, that's about it straight up. Cause then you don't make good stuff and then you have to deliver images that aren't that great, you know? And that's the worst. Dude, I love it. I love it. And I couldn't agree more like yourself. Uh, if I, if I am shooting subjects, I like to, I'm a very emotional person. I have a very high EQ and I, and I really like to connect. I want to connect with someone and I just know if we can connect and vibe and catch a vibe together. Yeah. Uh, you know, we can create some beautiful creative artwork together. Um, and it's just more fun and enjoyable when you're having fun. It's, it makes everything easier, you know, and it just, these things just manifest on their own and you end up with magic. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta like, yeah. You got to like put yourself in the right place at the right time with the right energy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You got to create your own luck, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yo, the harder I work, the luckier I get. (laughs) Exactly, bro. Okay, dude. I love it. I love it. Let's talk a little bit about your transition. So you were in, you know, you spent a good portion of your life out in nature and now you've moved to New York City, bro. That's a, A, that's a massive polar change and second that's a big jump for a 20 year old to just yeah, yeah. up and go and, and you did it like a boss you're just like i'm out i'm going to nyc and i'm gonna figure it out and so i'd like to at least start with why you did that and then learn a little bit about you know how that's been going for you and what are you excited about right now with that yeah totally so um when i graduated college like six months ago i told myself i was either gonna move to the middle of nowhere or the middle of everything So I was looking at like Anchorage, Alaska, and then like Whitefish, Montana, and then New York City. So I was all over the place. Um, And then actually, when I graduated, I ended up moving up to Portland. I was like living in Salem, Oregon, which is 45 minutes away. So I moved into uh, a house in Portland with like a dude I knew. And it was great. You know, it was like, I was so happy and content there. Like I could have stayed there forever. And that was the problem. 
like I was too happy. Um, so my friend Josh, he's from, he lives in New York. He goes to NYU um, and he models and yeah, he just kills it in general. He called me like first week of August and was like, dude, my lease is up. You should move out with me. And so basically with like three weeks notice, I packed up all my stuff and moved to New York just to like switch it up and be uncomfortable. I really had no plan. And like in hindsight, it's not the best idea. Like I'm not going to re- recommend this for everyone, mm-hmm. but it really shook my world up. And I was like, holy shit, like this is exactly what I needed right now. Um, it's been really fucking hard, but like really rewarding. So yeah, dude. A, I just want to uh, applaud you for having the strength and the courage to make that leap. Most people, given the situation and the opportunity, uh, they let the logical side of their brain and fear take over. And, you know, they don't make the jump because, oh, I need to have a career lined up and I need a job and I need all these things. And, dude, it takes a very special person to do what you did. And I always have a lot of respect for those guys. And especially the fact that, I mean, New York has, hasn't spit you out, you know, hasn't swallowed you and spit you out yet. You know, like you're still hanging yeah. in and, and, you know, and I'm sure you're taking some blows here and there. And uh, yeah. like, like you, I'm wired like you, I've, I've, I've up and moved multiple times and uh, it's always, it's always been for the better. It's always worked out. And, and, and when you have that attitude, like you have the doer mentality. So like, I have no doubt in my mind that you're going to be successful uh, and doing whatever you do just because your attitude and your openness to learning and growing and putting yourself out there. So, uh, kudos, man. I'm, I'm really, I'm really stoked on that. (laughs) Yeah. Much appreciated. It's, uh, it's been a journey, but I mean, like, that's what I'm here for. I really like live on extremes, right? Like I need to be super engaged in whatever I'm doing and New York's like been the place for that. So yeah, that's good. So what are you most excited about right now being in New York city? I think it's the diversity, really. It's you go outside every single day and know that you're going to experience something new and you're going to run into somebody that is so different than you and you're going to have an experience, an experience that you like would have nowhere else in the world. You know, whether that's like literally you can just meet incredible people on the subway. I've uh, I've ran into such incredible people and had like incredible conversations um, and like make connections that are going to last a lifetime. So yeah, that's, that's been the biggest thing for me is just like being around that type of energy. That's, that's wicked. You're telling me, I think in New Zealand that you shot some of New York fashion week. Yeah. My first week there, I was friends with a stylist from Portland and she flew in. Um, and I'd actually never met her before she was friends of a friend and I hit her up on Instagram. I was like, we should get some coffee. And she was like, Oh, fuck that. Like, come to the fashion show. I'll get you a pass. Yeah. <laughs> so I was running around with a, a $100 point and shoot taking fucking pictures of like models. I was like, I was so out of my element. I looked like such a scrub. <laughs> that's awesome, though. I, like, that's what I mean. Like, you're just putting yourself out there into immersing yourself into whatever opportunity you can get and just going for it and learning and then moving on. Yeah, you just got to be open to that, you know, like say yes to things kind of like break those boundaries because it's all mental, you know, it's just, uh, you just got to step out. Right. Where was your camera at? My camera? Um, <laughs> what do you mean? Like my regular one? Yeah. What do you, oh yeah. I'm like, bro, I know you, I know you got that, that heat. Like, like, <laughs> I wanted to shoot it on point. Shoot. Yo, like I was, gotcha. I was really out there. Like I just wanted to try something new, dude. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. That makes sense. See, and I love that. You just like, yeah. I'm going to push the boundaries and see what I can what I can create with this. Yeah. Cause then I you're not lying. Right. And, and you're, and you're, it's more about you as the photographer. You're like, Hey, I don't get to, I may not have all the megapixels and all the raw data and stuff to go back and, and make the photo by editing it. Like I actually need to take good images right here, right now. Yeah. I was also like, I mean, it was like New York fashion week, you know, it's, if you miss that moment, it's gone. It's not like I go back for sunset the next day, you know, it's like, right. shit, I've got to be on point. So yeah, it was great. I'm actually hopefully going to be shooting again in February, but I'm going to bring my real my real camera this time and my point and shoot. So yeah, hey, we'll see how good. Point and shoot, gang, bro. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, so how's the music stuff? So you've been shooting a little bit of music too. What's that? You know, what's that like? What are the? What do you enjoy about it? Is it challenging? If so, why and yeah. What are you learning? 
That's an interesting question. I think, okay, so from day one, photography has always been about like designing a life for myself, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I love creativity and I love making things and I want to be able to like make that sustainable. So like there's so many routes of pursuing that through photography, right? Like whatever lifestyle you have, you can make that accessible through taking pictures. And so like a big part of me that I hadn't really explored until I got to New York is like, I love music, you know, and I love that energy. I love the fast paced environment. I love capturing these moments. Like the way that music connects to people is so special. It's like being able to photograph a certain person who can build that connection is like really, really sick. Um, And so I think like, I think that's been my favorite part about like photographing music um, and like going into the future. I want to be able to explore that a little bit more as well. I love it, bro. You just, you just tackling every tackling it all, bro. Take on the world, dude. I love it. <laughs> yeah. We'll see where it goes, man. This yeah. next year, hopefully I want to, I want to do more with the music for sure. Good, good. We'll have to chat a little bit about music. We've been doing a little stuff with AOV music and, we did a cool interview with G-Eazy and Murder Beats. Murder's a really, really dope. He's, dude, he's a tight kid. He's <laughs> he's funny looking, man. <laughs> he is, bro. He's 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 funny looking. Yeah, I, I, I'll tell you some stories after we get off the recording, but he's an interesting, <laughs> he's a cool dude. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about life for a little bit. You know, sure. what do you think some of the, the keys to living a good life as a creative are? Yeah, I've been, like, exploring that a lot recently, man. Especially, like, being a freelance creative, it's so hard to have, like, a positive work-life balance because, you know, you pour your passions into your work and, like, at a point, your passions, you know, they become your work. Like, all of a sudden, you're left with no hobbies because your hobby is your profession now. And so, for me, I've been, like, trying to step back these last few months and, like, reorient myself, find out why I'm making things, and then just... um you know, keep making things for myself and not just for others. So that's like the biggest struggle I've had recently, straight up. Um, yeah. Dude, that's love, man. I, uh, like yourself, I've gone through kind of something similar to where I woke up one day and I'm like, dude, I don't have like any hobbies. No, straight up. My hobby, like my hobbies kind of became my thing and this is all I do now. And it doesn't, it doesn't feel the same, but there's other, there's other, hobbies that I've stopped doing that I still really enjoy. And so music's one of them. And so I built a studio upstairs. I don't know if you saw my Instagram stories on my personal, but I, I talked about how I lost myself over the last year and a half, two years and just became a workaholic basically and realized I didn't even know how to live. Yeah. And so now I built a studio on Saturday and recorded like six songs between like 8 PM and 3 AM on Saturday and I haven't felt that good in so long. Just like being able to create purely from the heart to just truly express myself. And and for the first time in my life as well, Forrest, I made music that is 100% me. Like it sounds like nothing you've ever heard. It's just like, wow, that's your music. (laughs) For me, that's ignited like this new spark in my heart and in my soul that's carried into my work at AOV. It's carried into my relationships. It's carried into everything. I just feel alive again because I'm like, dude, I still got that, like, I can create something original. I still have, like, when I connect with my essence, it's just, like, the best feeling in the world to just be able to create something that is just so raw and, and completely you. Yeah, I know. And that's, like, what we're after, you know. That's why you get into it. But after a while, you know, um, you got to be professional. And, you you know, you're building a business off of your talent. And so it's really tricky, like, being able to go back and make things for yourself. But damn, that's good to hear, man. I'm glad. I'm glad for you. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll get there, bro. Like being yeah. aware is the first step, right? Because I spent years not even being aware of it. Yeah. You know, but once you could become aware, then you can you can work on those things, which is is beautiful. Yeah. Um, that. Who inspires you? Like, uh, just in general. Yeah. Um, life inspirations. My dad. I love that man. He's like the most empathetic person you'll ever meet. Also, my roommate, Josh, he's the one that models. He also directs and does film. Just like super empathetic. Yeah, I love that guy. And then like creatively, I think I've got a lot of inspirations, man. Um, Shit. Okay, Sally Mann, big one. Um, Andrew Kearns, he's like one of the reasons I picked up a, a camera to begin with, like straight up. 
Um, yeah, Alex Stroll. Just, yeah, I don't know. It's good vibes. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I can keep going, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got lists. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, how do you deal with, how do you deal with fear? Fear? Yeah. <sighs> Shit. I don't know. That's tough, man. I think that fear is like when you're really afraid of something it's like you don't even realize you're afraid of it right so when you are really like truly insecure or afraid of something in the moment where you're afraid you're like not 100% sure of how you feel you just like kind of stay away from it and so like this last bit of time I've been trying to like push my boundaries and like um you know really like have conversations that I don't want to have um go places that I that I don't necessarily know what the outcome is going to be and just, um, you know, be myself like in those situations. And I think that when you, when you are yourself, when you face those things, good things will come. That was kind of an all over the place answer. I'm sorry for that. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. Um, totally understood. And I love it, man. I think there's everyone, everyone has their own recipe to how they kind of go about things. And I think that's the beauty of being human is that there's not one way to do things. And I can't stand when people explain things like if there's just one way to go about things, there's just lots of ways to do a lot of things. And so everyone has to figure out kind of what works for them. And I think that's why it's good to just experiment and try things, you know, you just got to jump in. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you use, like you're pretty, open and loving and spiritual type person i'm curious like how do you plan on utilizing your creative talents to spread light into the world or is yeah. that even something you know does that even matter to you no it's like definitely like i think at the end of the day intent is everything for me right uh i realized that especially with instagram happening right i realized like early on in my career that i could like garner an audience through like posting on the internet and so I spent a lot of time and energy kind of chasing the wrong things, whether that be like followers online or engagement, um, you know, and it, there came a point where I was like, okay, I have 300,000 followers. What the fuck am I going to say? You know what I mean? Like I have all these people listening to me, like what, why? And um, I had to like reorient why I was doing things because like you can change the world. Like anybody can do it. You know, you got to, um, you got to go into things with the right intent. And so I think like through my photography, I've been trying to inspire people to um, chase their dreams, you know, like show people that these things are accessible. You can design your life. You can like do whatever you want. And then at the same time, like live empathetically and with compassion and also like main message, respect outdoors, you know, like the environment's all we got. So I try to be as environmentally conscious as I can on my platform. Um, yeah, that's a big one for me. Yeah, no, I love that. I remember in New Zealand, I forgot something had happened, but you were like, something about the environment. And I was like, word. I was like, young man forest, letting them know. I was like, I forget exactly what it was, but I was like, that's really dope. And so it's really beautiful to have courageous people to kind of stand up. I mean, it takes, like, we're stewards of the world around yeah. us, you know what I mean? But not everyone seems to understand that. And so it's, it's nice to have people out there that are pushing those messages and trying to help educate and, and, and hone that in for people. Yeah, for sure. I think especially when you have an audience, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. it's important. And like, I, I make my living off the outdoors, you know, like I photograph the outdoors. If they didn't exist like they do, I wouldn't be able to make my money. So, right. Yeah. You need to protect that shit. But big facts. So what do you, as a, as a creative, like we all struggle, mm -hmm. what do you struggle with as an artist? Um, I think, or what are you struggling with now? I guess whatever. Yeah. I think the, answer it. the main thing I struggle with is like making things that are completely genuine. Um, you know, it's so easy to be over influenced in this day and age. Like you get on Instagram and you have like millions of pictures that are super high quality or like whatever, right at your fingertips, you know? And I spend days like looking through photo books, looking through the internet, looking at pictures. And at the end of the day, like I want to be able to communicate my vision, not somebody else's. So I think finding your way to like 
you know, make, make that thing yours. That's like what I struggle with the most, you know? Um, I just don't want to be over influenced at the end of the day. Right. And I think, I think that, uh, I relate to that. And I think it kind of goes back to when I was talking about the music, mm-hmm. uh, it's really hard to, to feel fulfilled as a artist slash creative when you know, you're not really creating original things. And it's hard to want to put that stuff out because there's always just like a thing in your heart that just knows that, yeah, people are going to like it and that's cool. But in your heart, you know, there's really not anything that special about the image, you know, or yeah. the, the film or whatever it may be to where I think it's a lot more gratifying to, to create something that feeds the soul than like the likes, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, 100%. Especially like, with Instagram being such a central part of photography these days, it's really interesting because you can see these like, like it relies on trendiness, right? Mm -hmm. So there are certain pictures that do better online. And like, people know that it's not like super hard to figure out. And then all of a sudden, you start seeing like the same images just recreated because people know it's like, gonna blow up. And so yeah, at the end of the day, like I, I, I got caught in that trap for a really long time, you know, just making images for like, likes or followers or whatever it be um but when you're making stuff that's like really yours that's what's fulfilling and that's also what inspires people the most you know i yeah when you're really really making stuff that's authentic um people can tell and that's important it's like i mean at the end i guess at its core it's at its root as an artist like we're trendsetters like you are you create the vibe that other people cling to, like set the vibe. Don't follow the vibe and hop on the vibes. Create the yeah, vibe yeah. And, 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 and let other people, like, you know what I mean? So rather than looking for what's cool and how to create it, just create what the heart wants because you know already know what's dope from within and yeah. let other people watch and learn and be like, oh, wow. Yeah, you know, also it's true is like the love feels so much better when it's actually yourself because mm-hmm. like when you're being yourself and somebody loves you for that shit, that that's what's fulfilling when you're faking it and somebody loves you for it, dude, you're going to fall apart. Like at some point you're going to fall apart. Yeah. And that's like, I I went through that like straight up. I was, yeah, I was making things for the wrong reasons, you know? And, uh, it came to a point where I was like, I just got to be myself. And like, if people like it, then that's cool. If they don't, then at least I'm myself, you know, I got that. It's almost like actors and, and musicians and these people who embody these characters, right? And then mm-hmm. they become these characters because that's who people love. And then they're like, yeah, cool. You guys all love me, but I hate myself because I can't be myself because you guys love this character. Yeah. And that's what you guys want. And it's like, it's scary when I see people and like, I see young celebrities and people growing into these figures and these things. And sometimes I'm just like, so nervous because we all go through it. You're just a normal person. I'm just a normal person. And I, you know, I've gone through it. A lot of my life, people have thought that I'm this crazy outgoing person. So I've always played this really outgoing person. It's always killed my soul because I'm like, I'm not really that outgoing. I'm way, I I just want to kick it by myself and and make things like, I don't really want to hang out with anyone. (laughs) Yeah, dude. I know. Uh, Yeah. Straight up. Yeah, that's also, like, where the, the social media thing kills me, bro, because it's, like, I like, I'm not outside all the time. You know what I mean? Like, you look at my Instagram feed, and it's, like, oh, this kid probably lives in the woods, like, in the <laughs> middle of nowhere. Like, like, dude, and it's all these fucking adventure photographers, too, you know? Like, dude, we're just regular-ass people at the end of the day. Like, I, you know, I do my thing, and, like, I'm portraying an image, you know? I just want to make sure that image is me at the end of the day and, like, be considered about how it affects people. Cause all of a sudden you got people chasing like these ideas of lifestyles that are inaccessible, you know, like they just straight up don't exist. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. They just, straight up. They, they need to, they need to stop wanting to be something because they see something and they need to get out into the real world and just experience things for themselves and figure out what they want. Yeah. Yeah. Be realistic about it too. Cause like, I mean, I don't know, like so, Okay, for example, like you see someone on social media road tripping across the U.S. in like a VW van or some shit. Like I have friends that live out of VWs, man. That shit's hard a lot of the times. It's not like scenic overlooks all the time. Like, dude, you shit in the woods. Like, <laughs> it's it's like, it's kind of tough, dude. <laughs> you wake up at 6 a.m. and 
and you're and it's not like you're going out you're walking into some beautiful sunrise you're in the walmart parking lot and you have to <laughs> yeah, walk yeah. inside of walmart to use the restroom and you're like uh, pissed because you're starting your day off in a walmart <laughs> yeah but you know you have like sixty thousand followers online so people think your life is like really fucking nice but dude <laughs> you're making ramen noodles for dinner and shitting in walmarts across the country <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what do you think about that? Like, I, I think there's there's certain there's certain people online that are very honest about what it's like, and I think I think I think because people know more people are being honest, and they try to like show like I'm seeing a lot more people being like, you know, this is the downside of being a traveler, and some of them are still pretty bougie, and like they're like they're showing something that's still kind of uppity, but yeah, when you like myself, you really in the space, you know, a lot of these guys personally and dude, it's grungy. Yeah. Straight up. Like it's super grungy. <laughs> yeah. I know. Like your van's breaking down in the middle of nowhere. It has to get towed. You know? Yeah. No, dude, it's like, it's hard. It's hard living. Seriously. Especially when you're like doing the road trip thing or whatever it be. Cause there's like so many different spheres, you know, it can be like, uh, you could be like a blogger and you go like really pretty places all the time and like see these incredible sunsets. But the reality is, is like, you're just taking pictures. You're not even enjoying it for the most part, you know, like straight up. And then like, also you could be, you know, road tripping across America and like, man, shit, this shit's brutal. Like people don't realize it's a, it's a lot of effort. And then like the online image is not the reality. So yeah, it's a tough spot to be in. It's hard to be super authentic online i think like that's my takeaway um at the end of the day i want to be you know i want to try but like yeah it can be tough it feels it feels good i've, I've recently put some posts up letting down my guard and letting more people in and, and and letting go of like the mask of you know insecurities and masculinity and all these other other things and just being more vulnerable because what I've realized it's liberated me letting people know what I'm vulnerable, what I'm afraid of, what life's really like, how things really are. Yeah. There's, there's nothing to hide. You just feel good. You're like, cool. Like my, it's out there. I got nothing to hide. I feel good. I can go about doing my thing. And yeah, uh, it's really beautiful. And I, I think, I think it's a big year. It's going to be a big year for a lot of people. A lot of people I talk to or want, like everyone's like, I just want to be, you know, to continue to become more of who I am and being more authentic and being okay with just, talking authentically about my life and how things yeah are yeah wait yo you do you listen to gary vaynerchuk yeah I, well I, sh I shouldn't say i listen to gary vaynerchuk i know gary v i used to listen to him probably a few years ago he's a little he's I'm, like I, i'm motivated I don't, that's, <laughs> you know what i mean i don't know like he doesn't do it for me but like i yeah. follow him so when, when his stuff pops totally. up every now and again i might check it out no i'm in the same boat um i saw one of his quotes though on like facebook or whatever and uh, it's funny, it was on Facebook. The quote was, Facebook isn't fake, you're fake. And so I kind of resonated with that. Yeah, it's facts. Like, social media doesn't make you fake. It's like the way you portray yourself on social media. So, I mean, this next year, I just want to be authentic and be able to be myself. Because at the end of the day, like, I realized, A, I'm not fulfilled by likes on the internet. I don't give a fuck how many people follow me. Um, I want to be able to, like, like be authentic and it, like if, if I can inspire one person to live a life that they really really are happy with I'm more fulfilled than if I get 40,000 likes on a photo like I don't care about that shit right. you know it's uh it's funny it's like what's the one thing everyone wants freedom what is freedom really at its core it's like freedom is being you like being free like being yourself at, at your purest essence uh, and that's what everyone wants, but it's hilarious because it's also everyone's biggest fear at the same time. And so it makes it very difficult for people to, to face that fear and to let go. I mean, we all like society's built a serious image for everyone. And, and we have these things that we have to live up to. And we want everyone to think that we're wealthy or well off and that life's perfect and great relationship and, and everything that, you know, everything, all the commercials, all the media, everything, the content, everything we get pushed is just like this perfect, beautiful thing. And so it's really hard to go against the grain. But for those people that do go against the grain, I think they're going to see massive growth and success, not only first and foremost for themselves, but I think they're going to reap so massive rewards and massive benefits for the rest of their life if they yeah, can get to that point to where they can truly become themselves because that's who people, people rally around real people. You become a magnet. You become a beacon of light. 
when your true essence is shining, people they're like fireflies. Everyone's just attracted to you. Yeah, yeah. Because it's contagious. And then you lift them up, bro. And 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 so I'm just stoked to hear you going down that journey. You're gonna have big, yeah, big, big results as long as you just stay true to yourself and continue to push yourself to grow. Yeah, thanks for that. I'm excited too, man. It's gonna be a, yeah, it's gonna be a journey for sure. And it's also more sustainable too. Like that's the thing is if you're faking it, dude, you can only fake a smile for so long. At the end of the day, you got to be yourself because that's like, you know, I'm thinking like 10 years, dude. I want to be happy with myself. I don't care like about, you know, the internet shit. I want to be like happy with the life that I have. And that's like friends, family, and passion right there, dude. Mm-hmm. That's what makes me happy. Good. What about, uh, what about novels? <laughs> what, <laughs> what, <laughs> what, uh, what type of books are you reading? <laughs> uh, <laughs> novels um i'm reading a lot of boring stuff right now Uh, i'm trying to figure things out like on the business side i'm reading this thing called freelancers bible if anybody who's listening to this freelances check that thing out um it's gonna save your life it saved my life like three or four times already so reading that and then damn i've got a whole bunch of books in my house right now what is it sex drugs and cocoa puffs that's another one that i'm reading what's that about it's like it's about media actually. It's this uh-huh. dude. His name's Chuck Klosterman. Yeah, I don't know. My roommate had it. It's uh, it's about kind of like unreal expectations that media sets up around you. Yeah, it's really interesting. Gotcha. On on topic too. It's about the smoke screen. Yeah, it's about the smoke smoking mirrors, dude. <laughs> <laughs> What's been one of the biggest game changer books that you've read that's helped you? You know in your life, whether it be creatively, financially, spiritually, whatever. I think like spiritually and lifestyle wise on the road by, um, Jack Kerouac, it's like kind of a cliche answer and it's definitely classic, but that book is so incredibly awesome. And then, um, the freelancers Bible has helped me on the business aspect more than anything. Yeah. Those two are definitely like must reads. What's the key? What's, I guess, what's been the biggest takeaway from that freelancer's Bible? Um, it's just like taught me how to build like authentic relationships with people that you work with. That's been really positive. And then also has like tax advice, um, advice on like setting up insurance and whatnot, you know, all the boring stuff that's like pretty necessary, especially for a freelancer. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that stuff's that stuff's good, man. Uh, I'll make sure to link to that too in the show notes. That way, if anyone's trying to cop that, they can. Mm-hmm. As far as like, uh, what about like personal development? Like, do you like? Obviously, I know you're into it, and I, I knowing who you are, like, I feel like you probably go about it in your own way. But do you have like any type of morning routines, whether or physical, mental, spiritual routines, or anything that you kind of utilize throughout your days or weeks yeah totally it depends where i am in the world at the time but when i'm in new york like recently there's it's as simple as like i wake up and i go to this coffee shop and get a bagel and a coffee and i sit there and read for a bit and then i go to the studio and do some work just kind of mentally refresh recently i've been keeping a journal so every day i wake up and i write something just do a free write whatever i'm thinking about it kind of helps me get in that mind state and like really be centered before I attack things for the day. Yeah. I think those journaling and reading, it keeps me centered for sure. You always got to keep learning. Like, especially when you're self-employed when you're freelancing, when you're creative, like you always got to keep learning. So I try to spend like five or 10 hours a week, um, reading or learning. Good, good. And that stuff. And the crazy thing is like, it's not even like that's a crazy amount, but that compounds. Oh yeah. Big time. Over, over months, over years, like that stuff makes a huge difference. And there's so many people that won't, won't set aside an hour a day to read or something. And it's, they wake up one day and they feel, they realize they're way behind on where things are at. And it's because they stopped growing and stopped learning. And so, uh, it's super rad to hear that you, uh, make time for such an important task, you know? Yeah, no, it really is. I think like wherever you are in life, it's a really good thing to do. Yeah. Big facts. Big facts. Uh, <laughs> so let's talk about travel a little bit. You sure. traveled quite a bit. How many, you know, what's been your favorite place you've traveled to? 
by plane and then we can do road trip yeah for sure so this last bit of time is like the first time in my life where i've actually really traveled and that's funny to say it's another thing like the conception versus the reality because people on like think I'm, I'm all over the place all the time on instagram and shit but like i was a college student until six months ago like straight up i was studying most of the day like i was in the library posting on instagram i was in the middle of the woods you know so these last uh this last six months things have like picked up it's my first time actually freelancing i went to lao recently to work for an elephant sanctuary which was incredible it was like the most mind-blowing experience i like literally got to hang out with elephants all day so that was definitely like the coolest place i've been to recently that's rad what's what's been what's been the best what's been your most enjoyable road trip place you've gone to um i love wyoming straight up like jackson hole area is so incredible the tetons yo you drive up to the tetons and there's like no better feeling in the world it's just so incredible <laughs> oh, i need to get out that way they're so close to us too yeah i'm gonna be headed out this summer for sure well, i can't well, wait to see them you, you going out there to link with uh with yay <sighs> oh yeah 100 <laughs> <laughs> percent, dude <laughs> you'll be there <laughs> who are uh so with your with your road trips and things like that do you do you often meet guys like on the road and if you have like who, who are some notable people that you've met just out adventuring yeah um and by notable i mean like people that you like like it doesn't happen yeah <laughs> Not like, yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> i got you um you always need like the yeah Straight up, when you put up, when you put yourself in like the right environment, it's incredible who you connect with. Um, one of the more like inspiring people I've connected with, her name's Meg. I actually just saw her. She lives in Phoenix, um, but I met her. She was hanging out with one of my favorite photographers, um, like one of the dudes who really inspired me to pick up a camera, Forrest Mankins. And so, I met Forrest like two years ago, three years ago in Montana. And she was there and we ended up connecting and staying in touch. Um, I just recently saw her in this last year. She like did this thing where she just said hell yes to everything. So she ended up working on um, the rim of the Grand Canyon as a firefighter because she got her EMT and like a job position open, opened up. She rafted the Grand Canyon. She went on tour with one of her friends who's a mus musician. And she just had like more incredible experiences than you can count. And uh you just kind of meet people like that that are super outgoing and super inspired, you know, inspired to like really get out and make life incredible when you're out traveling. So yeah, she's definitely one. And then I've just met like a lot of random people like at lakes, you know, jumping in hanging out, whatever. Um, yeah. It's always good vibes. I love that. You know, at lakes, just jump. <laughs> Yo, it's always at lakes. <laughs> like. <laughs> It's always at lakes. <laughs> I, I love it, bro. I love it. Just at lakes, jumping in. You just, you know, you run into them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just summer shit, dude. It's all you. You can't road trip in the winter. At least I haven't, yo. So, you know, we're usually doing summer stuff when you run into somebody cool. Yeah, <laughs> no, especially in the Pacific Northwest, it's hard to to do the winter trips. We're getting ready to lace oh, yeah. up and head down to the Bay Area uh, in like two yep. weeks. So. Always stoked to always stoked to hit that trip every year. Um, That's gonna be nice, man. What are, what's one of your dream places that you haven't gone but you really want to go to? I really want to go to London. I've never been to London. That shit sounds like fun. Epic. Yeah, I met some like really interesting people from London. So I could move there if you if you go. I wouldn't be surprised when you come back if you're like, yeah, I'm gonna move to London for a little bit and get out. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> it's it's kind of because it's a lot like new york but it's different yeah. it's not it's not new york for good reasons like you know for the better i in my opinion yeah uh, and it's just it's just a really neat really neat place and you would totally totally dig that yeah for sure it's just like a cultural center you know there's so much going on yeah and it's been a cultural center for forever for a long yeah. time music jazz musicians like i mean everything for just yeah, just it's a good spot. It's a good melting pot of just life. Yeah, for know. sure. Cool. So how do you? So a lot of people, you know, they like to know how do you afford to travel. So we were talking earlier about 
uh, people asking you how to, you know, how they, how to become a photographer and travel and make money and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, how, do you, how do you go about doing that stuff? Personally? So I think there's a few ways to do it, you know, just because I'm like, a lot of my friends are freelance photographers or like work for agencies or whatnot. When you're in the kind of like creative mix, like you're usually traveling a lot. So when I travel, I usually do it for work, you know. But when I'm going on a road trip or something, I usually just like save my pennies. And then honestly, it's like way less expensive than people think it is. Um, you kind of have to tough it sometimes. But realistically, like one of my friends, uh, Michael Flugstad, he went on a road trip for under $1,000. And it was like a three week long road trip. So he made a whole um, documentary out of it. Um, check it out on YouTube if you got a minute. But yeah, it's like a lot less expensive than people think it is. You just got to kind of save up and be intentional about how you how you spend. I couldn't agree more. Uh, I think people when they travel, they also want to they want to keep the same lifestyles they have at home, and they want to go out to eat, and they want to go to yeah. And to be honestly, roughing it is like the best part of the experience. Like I, dude, I despise nothing more sometimes. Like don't get me wrong, after roughing it for a few nights, a hotel or Airbnb is nice. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, I don't like to do like hotels and Airbnbs every night. It's like, dude, I'm here to, uh, I want to, exp- I want to, I like, because for me, road tripping is also a great opportunity to get out of your comfort zone and grow as a human. And so, yeah, straight uh, up. you don't grow nearly as much if you're taking all these comforts and having nice meals and staying in nice hotels. And like, it just, I think it takes away from the experience of being human and, and, and kind of living life on the edge and, and just doing things a different way. Yeah, when things are uncomfortable, that's usually, like, when the awesome stuff happens. Like, straight up, like, when you're waking up super early or, like, you're sleeping and it's uncomfortable, you're usually, like, somewhere where it's super dope. So, yeah. No, I definitely – I love roughing it on the road. That's, like, my favorite thing. With that said, I've definitely gone crazy a few times. (laughs) I went on, like, a 14-day solo road trip, and, like, by the end of that, I was – I hadn't showered in, like, 14 days. I was so – just mentally deranged. I got back to, I got back home and people were like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Is that you? One of those movies, one of those movies <laughs> where you're just, <laughs> just out in the wilderness alone for weeks and you just slowly just. <laughs> yeah, dude. I was like, I was soul searching, but realistically I just got super uncomfortable. I didn't find myself. I like just <laughs> super uncomfortable. <laughs> I love that though. That's cool. I, I, I Cause I was going to ask you what's one of the craziest things that's ever happened on one of your travels, but that's a pretty crazy uh, story. <laughs> yeah, dude, I've had some weird shit happen. <laughs> dude, I love it. I love it. Um, well, dude, I think we covered a lot of phenomenal things on this podcast and we're about an hour in, so it's time to wrap this bad boy up. Yep. The way that I normally end these podcasts I normally give the floor to the artist yourself and allow you to basically spread whatever message of love, inspiration, motivation, uh, self-worth, whatever you want to communicate to this audience of creators. And so with that said, uh, feel free to take your time to think if you have something already, then feel free to roll with it. But yeah, go ahead and leave the community with whatever you want to leave them with brother. Yeah. Thank you. I think if I have like any, parting advice and I'm I'm sure we've already covered this but at the end of the day like as a creative I think within myself I found it so important just to be yourself and I think that like we live in a day and age where there's so many influences um, to try to pull you away from like a vision that you might have or push you in a direction that's more like compatible to whatever it be like a media or medium and I think that stepping back from that reflecting and like really being aware of your intent and why you started it and where you're going is super important so yeah i think that's uh that's something i struggle with and i think that's something that's important for you know creatives to hear just every once in a while so yeah boris smith ladies and gentlemen appreciate you bro and thank you so much for coming on the show likewise thanks for having me on Dude, always, always. That was good, bro. You slayed that. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the AOV Podcast. Our goal here at Art of Visuals is to keep everything free and to create 
creating great tools and resources for you guys to utilize to, to achieve all your guys' dreams in the photography, uh, filmmaking, and content creation world, even entrepreneurship. With that said, we've picked up Adorama as a sponsor to help us cover some of our costs, and we're grateful for them. All we ask of you guys is, if you're going to purchase gear, we'd really love it if you guys would head over to Adorama.com instead of uh, elsewhere, and just know that when you guys do that, you guys will also somewhat be supporting our visuals and allowing us to continue to create great content for you guys, uh, like our podcast, our free app. Um, and a lot of the other great things we do. Also, if you listen to the podcast, all of the AOV presets are now free. Uh, so check out our website, shop.artivisuals.com. Go get some free presets. The artist presets are still for sale. If you want to support the artist and you should support the artist, uh, just know that that money goes to them. And we're also going to be reworking that commission structure uh, here in the next month. So we're really stoked about that. But go get some free presets. And if you guys want to buy gear, please support us. Help us out. Go to Adorama.com. Peace.